0: Hello everyone. Thank you for joining me around the fireside tonight. My name is Joe, and I'm here to tell you a story. A story about the lasting impacts childhood memories can have on us. A story about the value of our roots and those who helped us grow. A story about family. A story about returning home presenting another Fireside Community Author Spotlight, Life and the Piazza, written by Tammy B. Sonis. For more information on the author and her new book, please visit her website, tammybsonis-author.com or follow her on Facebook. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know by leaving a rating or review liking and commenting, and subscribing to whatever platform you're listening on. Every interaction truly does mean the world to this channel. You can also check out our website, talesbythefireside.com, to find out how you can support the show, listen to all the episodes, and join our mailing list. Now please, get comfortable, let go of the daylight, and join me for our story. Life and the Piazza by Tammy B. Sonis She glanced down at the airline ticket once more. This could change your life, she whispered. Teresa's fingers trembled as they wrapped around the crisp paper ticket. She looked around the gate to see if anyone noticed her unease. An elderly man sat across the second aisle from her, a grey, flat cap covering his snow-white hair. He carefully smoothed his thick grey moustache while he leaped through his newspaper. It reminded Teresa of the old men she would run into at the piazza the last time she was in Italy. The similar caps lined the heads of all the men of a certain age as they carried old sacks filled with produce and meat. She was only eight at the time, but she could still remember the excitement she felt on the days her aunt announced that they were going to the piazza in town. Teresa loved the hustle of the street vendors as their animated gestures contrasted with the musicality and smoothness of the language. Teresa shifted her glance to the teenage boy in the next aisle. He sat, listening to music in his earbuds, glaring at his phone while his foot bounced up and down to the rhythm of the song. He pulled his black hoodie over his head, wilting down into himself like a fragile flower disappearing from the rest of the world. Teresa remembered feeling that way many times when she was young, especially after being suspended for ditching school. Her workaholic parents paid very little attention to their only child, and the only way she knew to get their attention was to get into trouble. When she finally got that much-desired attention, it didn't make her feel any better. She only withered down even deeper in the principal's chair than the teenager sitting in front of her. Teresa tried to shoo the thought away, as if it were an annoying fly in her face. She concentrated on the ticket in her hand again. It was an escape that maybe would make things a little better for everyone. She knew her parents wouldn't miss her. Even as empty nesters, they kept busy travelling when they weren't working. The occasional holiday dinner was all they had time for, now that Teresa was living in her own place. She didn't mind it too much. As a 22-year-old, wasn't it everyone's dream to be independent from their parents? She enjoyed it, yes, but every once in a while she wondered what it would be like to be missed. Gate 822 for Paris, now boarding, Group 1. A high-pitched female voice announced over the PA system. Teresa took hold of her purse and carry-on and sighed as she prepared herself for the long flight to Paris and connected flight to her family's hometown of Bari off the coast of the Adriatic Sea. She imagined the salty scent of the ocean that accompanied the warm breeze every morning from her aunt's balcony. Trips to her family's hometown in the summer left a scent that was branded in her mind permanently. She couldn't help but smile at the thought of experiencing it all over again. A warm beam of sunlight kissed Teresa's cheek. She opened her eyes and tried to shake off the jet lag that clouded her head. The passengers in front of her stood in their aisle, ready to leave the plane and start adventures of their own. Teresa scrambled to collect her belongings. The seconds dragged as everyone waited for the doors to open. The bright lights of the airplane tunnel welcomed her like a refreshing drink after a long, hot August afternoon. She felt her heart fluttering as the stewardess smiled and wished her goodbyes. The airport was buzzing, with the rush of crowds moving in all directions. Half a dozen middle-aged men with proud bellies called out to tourists, insisting that they could take them to their hotels the fastest and cheapest way possible. Their incanting voices echoed across the hall. Teresa knew it wasn't wise for a young woman to get into a car with anyone other than a reputable taxi service, so she looked straight ahead, avoiding eye contact with any of the solicitors. Safety was the one thing both her parents had ingrained in her from a young age. She was happy the constant reminders stuck when she needed them most. She flagged a taxi, whose logo she had seen many times before in the US. The trunk propped open as it swerved over the curb. She knew it was going to be a bumpy ride, but she didn't mind as long as she got to her destination quickly. She wondered how different everything would be. It had been ten years since she was here. Would the sea smell as salty? Would her aunt's homemade tomato sauce smell as aromatic and savoury as it mingled with the sweet, tender onions that melted in her mouth? Would the warm aroma of fresh baked bread from Annuccio's bakery still linger in the morning air? The taxi jolted to a stop in front of the eight-storey tan building with an endless row of balconies. It didn't look as tall as it had last time, but the Art Deco Nouveau building still stood grand with its intricate details. She couldn't contain her excitement, so she jumped out and headed to the trunk. Signorina, ma prima si paga, the taxi driver called out from the open passenger side window. Scusa. Teresa apologised for forgetting to pay first. She struggled as she tried to find the right number of euros. She pulled the heavy double doors of the building and skipped up the stairs to the sixth floor. She waited patiently at Zia Giovanna's front door. Teresa let her mind wander to her favourite childhood memories. Zia Giovanna would never let anyone go hungry. Her table spreads were filled to the brim from prima colazione to cena, breakfast to dinner. Each meal had fruits, nuts and plenty of sweets. Although Zia Giovanna stayed busy in the kitchen from noon to night, she always had time for belly laughs and held an infectious smile that lit up her dark brown eyes. ''Teresa!'' she called out with a heavy Italian accent as she appeared at the doorway. Her dark eyes still lit up, but something seemed different as she searched them. Her hair had turned mostly grey, a stark comparison to the straight ebony locks that Teresa adored. She stretched out her arms and gave Teresa a warm, familiar hug. ''Ciao, Zia! I'm so glad I was able to make it back. It's been too long.'' Ah, yes it has, Zia Giovanna's eyes scanned the living room with gloomy eyes. Last time you were here, this room was filled with the laughter of children, but not anymore. Doesn't Marco and Enzo come by? They both moved to London for work. I thought you knew. No, I didn't. I guess Mum forgot to mention it. They come to visit maybe twice a year now, so the rest of the time it's just me. No more talk about sad things. Let's give you a proper welcome. Sia Giovanna's eyes lit up once more. Her aunt crept to the kitchen in back of the house, with its balcony overlooking the Adriatic Sea in the distance. Teresa sat silently in the living room, admiring the photos of her cousins as children. A handful of them were of her. Taken during summer vacations in Italy. She sat envious of the smiling girl staring back at her. Bella, come eat. Everything's ready. Teresa walked towards the kitchen and saw the familiar spread of her favorite foods. Not everything has changed, she thought as the scent of the ocean filled the room. Zia Giovanna held on to Teresa's arm, trying to steady herself. Thank you for helping me, Bella. When I walk these streets by myself, it takes twice as long. I know I can have someone pick up the groceries for me, but I love being in the piazza. The energy makes you feel alive. The sounds and smells fill your senses and your soul. I wouldn't have it any other way. Teresa knew the feeling. The piazza held the same energy it did last time she was here. The scent of bakery fresh focaccia and the saltiness of fresh-caught fish mingled perfectly with the earthy scent of the garden vegetables stacked high in the stalls. The hustle and laughter of the venues was a welcoming sound to her ears. I could get used to this. Teresa and Zia spent the rest of the afternoon enjoying the sights of the city. They walked down Lungomare, baris sparkling a blue ocean side, lined with ebony-coloured streetlights their style reminiscent of the 1920s. They swapped family stories. Teresa was surprised to learn that the tough, persecuting attorney she knew as her mother had once been a frail, sickly child whose only friend was their pet cat Sabrina. Zia Giovanna went on to tell her how her sister's concern for taking care of Sabrina helped her fight to get better. Zia! "'Let me take care of you since my cousins aren't here,' Teresa blurted. "'What? No, I won't let you do that. "'You're young and you have your whole life ahead of you. "'Why would you want to take care of an old woman like me?' "'Because your cooking is amazing,' she smiled, half-joking. "'It's because you're family and I want to help.' Zia Giovanna looked at her with soulful eyes. "'I can't accept your invitation,' even if you mean well. Your cousins will be visiting me in a month's time. They can take care of me while they're here. My mind and body might be weak, but it still works most of the time if I'm careful. The depression hasn't stolen everything from me just yet. Teresa felt defeated. If Zia was anything like her mum, she knew she couldn't change her mind. The weeks passed, and the warm August breezed, turned to crisp autumn nights. Teresa's routine now consisted of morning walks along the Adriatic Sea before shopping at the piazza by early afternoon. Dinner was always a big feast, and one always had to work it off strolling down Longomare by the enchanting light of sundown. Some days she could faintly remember her lonely and mundane life back home. Teresa's cousins came to visit Zia Giovanna as promised. The house was filled with laughter, food and memories once more. Teresa's memories of her older cousins came flashing back to her. She remembered the ride on Marco's black Vesper and the fake snake Enzo placed on Marco's pillow whilst he was sleeping. The roar of laughter could be heard throughout the apartment. Zia's eyes danced with excitement as she looked over at her children and grandchildren. Teresa couldn't remember the last time she laughed so hard or felt so loved before. Her heart began to ache, knowing it would come to an end in only a week's time. Teresa locked the door behind her, ready to run some errands before Zia awoke. It was a bright sunny day and each passer-by greeted her with the same smile and tilt of the head. If only I could stay here. She moved from shop to shop, her shopping load getting larger with each opening and closing of the shop doors. Her last stop was the bakery. She shifted her bags to the other hand as she pulled the door handle. She noticed the sign in the front window. Teresa stared at the help-wanted sign in disbelief. Maybe there was a way. She wasn't a baker, but her job back home as a marketing assistant wasn't inspiring or paying the bills. She skipped towards the counter, eager for someone to give her a chance this time. Zia, are you up yet? She called out towards the kitchen as she turned the apartment door handle. See, si. Would you like a cup of espresso? I just made some.' Teresa set the bags down and sipped her espresso. "'I have some news,' she said, searching Zia Giovanna's face for an expression. "'If this is about you staying here and taking care of me, you know my answer,' she looked down sternly as she began to clear the table. "'No, it's not. I got a job at the bakery.' I won't be moving here to take care of you. I'll be starting my new career as a baker, Teresa proclaimed with a smile. You never told me you wanted to be a baker. You couldn't start this career back in America. You know, you can't fool me. You're stubborn like your mother, Zia knocked her fist against her head. Only when I know I'm right. Zia let out a heavy sigh. She stopped for a moment, Her face lit up with a half smile, realizing her defeat. Make yourself comfortable then. I'll make you some food. The End. Good night.